Welcome to the current episode you are listening to of Five Songs or Less. This is Dante, and today I am happy to talk mostly about another podcast, but also a little bit of music with my good friend Danny. Hello. Because today we are talking about Gleamer. 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 Dreamer. He's nothing but a gleamer. <laughs> I don't know. What's the actual lyric? I can't remember. I don't it. know. That's such a good song. It is a good song. It's like, Super Tramp might be the the best classic rock band that I need to listen to a lot more. How do you feel about Super Tramp? I could not name a song. It, wait, isn't that one? That's Super Tramp, though, right? I have what no idea. Doing? Super Tramp. You make me doubt myself. Yeah, Super Tramp, Dreamer. Okay. Off of Crime of the Century, which is a fucking Stone Cold classic. Okay. I got to give you Super Tramp. You could give me Super Tramp. I Super Tramp is I probably know songs. It's like one of those those, you know, classic bands where I know songs, but I yeah. don't know that I know songs. Let's see. Oh, you know Bloody Well, right? Bloody Well, right, I do. Wow, even in the same melody that he he kind of just shouts it. Yep, yep. You bloody well rot. I don't really remember the song, but it's something like that. It's like, you know that you rot, you bloody well rot. Woo! It's not that at all, <laughs> but it's something It's something around there. Um, let's see. Breakfast in America was a, a uh, album. No, was it Breakfast in America? Breakfast, Breakfast What's at the Tiffany's. One where, that's, um, that's the 90s. Yeah, uh, who is that? Oh shit! Who is that? It's I. It, I, it is not Jim Blossoms. No, 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 no. The no, only no. name that is coming into my head is that Deep uh, Blue something. Yes, I think it okay. is. <laughs> is that? No, no. You're thinking of Dishwalla. Mm-hmm. No, no. You're thinking of uh, Seven Mary Three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Candlebox. 90s band. Ooh, oh God, I, I could and uh, would rather do that all day. <laughs> Just list. Remember, uh, fucking? for my birthday or Christmas one year, maybe the year I got my guitar, my dad also got me a, uh, like a tab book or whatever of the Candlebox album. And I was like, I... I don't like this band. So I took it back. <laughs> we took it back to the store and I got a Sex Pistols tablature book. Since I love the Sex Pistols. Fuck, I'd rather have that Candlebox book. <laughs> At this point, yeah, I'd rather have the Candlebox one. Um, Sex Pistols, I don't know how much. Uh, I'm assuming that was they were probably a big deal to you for a couple of years or something. I pretended like they were a big deal for, I don't know, a couple months probably. Yeah, because they they had like a comeback a couple months. <laughs> they had like a comeback live album. And, you know, this is when I'm just getting into punk and like discovering these new bands and stuff like that. A comeback a lot. Wait, didn't one of them die at like 20? Sid Vicious died in the in the 80s, but they, you okay. know, they just got a different bass player whatever. OK, see, Sex Pistols. 
that is a band where it's like a the greatest differential between cultural relevance and my give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I they were for whatever reason like. Because I liked other old bands, mm-hmm. like I liked a lot of old bands, but for whatever reason, Sex Pistols seemed so old and so like specific of a time to me. Yeah. Like I, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but so let's see. I'm seeing, yeah, years active, o two, o three. That was possibly when, or was it ninety six? It says years active, seventy five through seventy eight, nineteen ninety six. <laughs> 0203 and 0708. 96. That's when they had a, okay. a live album come out, and my sister got it for me, I think. And then I, yeah, I had that book, and I, I don't know. There was like a hot minute there where I was like, oh, I like the Sex Pistols, but then realized that I don't like them at all. Sid Vicious, yeah, died at 21. Uh, I guess that was in the 70s then, not the 80s, right? Yes, yeah, so 79, he died. Yeah. Um, now, Johnny Rotten, uh, he currently sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Probably did back then, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how did we start talking about Sex know. Pistols? Oh, ta- Candlebox Tablet. Oh, right, that's right, right. right. Okay. What, what was Candlebox? Was that... No, say, all right, Dishwalla was Counting Blue Star... Or Cars, Blue Stars. Candlebox was... Let your light shine down. No, that's Collective Soul. That's Collective Soul. <laughs> all these bands are the same to me, man. Uh, let's Whoa! Heaven let your light shine down. Candlebox. Far behind? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that song. Did they have another one? Or is that like far and away their biggest? That, I mean, that's their number one on here. This like was the one. Mile. This was the one that my dad got me a book for. That's their second album. So that didn't even have Far Behind no. on it? What did that have on it? Simple Lessons? Let me see what's the first like top song off of that. It sounds familiar, but it sounds like most 90s familiarity songs. It sounds like... Early filter, yeah, yeah. J- just that, like that bass part, mm-hmm. I guess. As our friend Corey Kaufman would say, uh, "I'd fuck with that song." I don't know if I would. He's doing um, extreme vocals. Mm-hmm. If you remember that band, oh. I thought you just meant not, like extreme. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Not just like an adjective, but uh, the band extreme. No, I don't know that band. Oh. they. I think they were best known for a ballad, which I didn't know until later on. But like my dad got like one of their albums. And like I remember like the first three or four songs being so good. Hmm. And one of them blew my mind because... Uh, there was a line that I think it was the first song on the album said, um, "Did God make man or did man make God?" And I was like, "Whoa, Whoa. guys, Whoa. you've done it! You've done it!" <laughs> so extreme. Their big mega hit was "More Than Words." Hmm. 
that was their ballad. It has uh, it's nearing 400 million plays on Spotify, and that was off of their 1990 album. My dad got their 1995 album, which I don't think anyone gave a crap about. Porno. Hey man, we're gonna. Yeah, my dad got waiting for the punchline, which has a uh, clown standing in front of like a, a rail yard or yeah, something. I don't know what that. Pretty, pretty, pretty bad. We're going to listen to a little bit of the opening track of that album, There Is No God. I have not listened to this for maybe 20 years. Okay. Do it again. Come on, guys. Be professional. I bet you can guess the drum beat. (laughs) Sounds like Secret Machine. So you like it, (laughs) sort of. All right, I mean, so that's uh, that's (laughs) unequivocally good. Um, (laughs) No, no, no. Need to even discuss it. We just all agree that's good. I'm going to scrub ahead. Let's let's get to that uh, profound line. Yes, please. Danny's upset. Wow. Mm. What a song. What what a song. The nineties. What a time to be alive. That was ninety-five. So that that style was really on the way out. Mm-hmm. Um I'm driving to Casper uh this evening and one hundred percent listening to the first <laughs> album. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um yeah, this isn't like uh me being uh funny irony boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> And now, it, have I had I not heard it like when I was you know ten, sure, a thousand sure, times, yeah. maybe I wouldn't. But uh, hey, there, shoe um, gas girl, friend. Yeah, no, she's. I'm definitely not going to tell her about it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, shoe gay's girlfriend, however, you you will notice that I am currently dressed in a way that I would imagine you have never seen before. Um, dressed, yeah. It's weird, right? (laughs) I mean, I've seen you wear shirts before and a hat. Your hat's backwards. That's correct. That yes, the the hat is backwards. I am wearing a uh, a new era fitted baseball cap, which uh, I got on my my road trip with Shugay's girlfriend. Does Shugay's girlfriend have a Durst fetish? So here's the thing. (laughs) Maybe. 
Um, okay. I, I have never been a hat guy. Mm-hmm. I still am not a hat guy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you're on a road trip. It's sunny. You're driving, sure. whatever. Sure. You wear a hat sometimes. Okay. Um, I believe, you, didn't you send me a picture of yourself in a hat a couple weeks ago? What, what was the hat? Yeah, because I sent you a picture because I was wearing one of Han's hats. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, as a joke, I turned it around to be like, oh, look at me. I'm such a douche. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like, hmm, yeah, it's not, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. And then, so yesterday at work, I, I sent her a picture and I was wearing the hat normal style, mm-hmm. boring style. And she goes, okay, but now you got to send one backwards. And I was like, <laughs> you fucking kidding me? But like, you know, thinking that she's like, you know, this is a running gag mm-hmm. that I'm a backwards hat guy. Uh, so I do send her the photo and I I, I don't have the text pulled up because I'm not uh, prepared or professional. But she says something like, here it is. I'm so glad you weren't here to hear the noise I made when I saw this photo. Hmm. Which is to be taken as it was a positive reaction. Okay. okay. Or, or, yeah. Or maybe the noise she made was just like a splash. <laughs> I say to her, your attraction to backwards baseball caps might be the most mysterious slash suspicious thing about mm-hmm. you. And she says, okay, I did not know it existed until now, so I'm going to say it's your fault. So that that puts me a little bit at ease. Like, I hope she hasn't always been yeah, yeah. going after or been with uh, backwards hat boys. <laughs> she already um, did t- tell you that you're her type or whatever. That's true. And that was before there was any notion of, you know, headwear hats of any direction. Yeah. 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 So, well, if you get there, to, if you get though. there tonight and she's got a, a, a red hat, uh, a ball bearing necklace and a very large white t-shirt, I'd say just head yeah. back home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know, though. I mean, you, you don't think that would be worth it for me to continually change who I am and how I present myself? Just just adapt? I mean, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was going to do it, I would have a pretty good reason. Sure. I did it all for the night. <laughs> But you're telling me I should just go home and break stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because it's your way or the highway. <sighs> Hot dog flavored water. No, <laughs> not shit. That's my tea. I just soak in my <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Soak in my dogs. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk to you about is going to be of no interest to the listenership. So I will be I will be quick with it. I I'm I'm ready. I'm like my cart's loaded up and I'm ready to pull the trigger on a, an iMac. Ooh. I was looking at at B&H Photo, but I think I might actually just go directly from the Apple Store. Yeah. Um I got the the 24-inch with the what is it the M1 or whatever it's called. Something like that. <clears throat> their new their new chip. One. You know me, I I I'm always a new uh big for new chips. <laughs> um oh man, had these uh garlic and onion Hmm. Chips, yeah, holy shit, they were so good. Good, For, already forgot the brand. Oh. I think I got them from Target, possibly Target, possibly Marshalls. <laughs> you <laughs> know, knows? they're the same. Um, but here, here's the thing. So, 
I, I watched a YouTube review of these, and and the woman said something like, "It's basically like a desktop version of a MacBook Pro." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, I have a MacBook Pro. I thought the desktop would be like leaps and bounds more powerful, mm. more capable." Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, what's the point? Yeah. So that's that's a little uh, concerning. And my MacBook Pro has 16 gigs of RAM, right? That's that's what it would be of that whatever that memory is called. That's RAM, right? Yeah. Okay. The uh, unless I upgrade, the iMac only comes with eight. So like, am I getting a lesser version? Yeah. I mean, so so you can you can like upgrade it mm-hmm. for like two hundred bucks to sixteen, but then it's still it's like. Okay, well, where I guess the 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 new chip is an improvement. Yeah, but you're paying almost two thousand bucks for kind of a redundant machine. So hmm. do I wait until I, I heard later in this year they're going to release like some like advanced models of this new iMac? Oh, really? So maybe I just wait. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know, but telling wh- you, what are your get, thoughts? You should uh, keep that giant monitor and just get a Mac Mini. That giant monitor is so garish, though. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. Is, is the Mac Mini pretty, like, is there, de- I haven't really looked into it. Is there decent levels of? I think so. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty comparable, and you can still upgrade it, and it's going to cost you less money because it doesn't come with a monitor. And hmm. so you don't have to worry about all that. But you have to have a monitor or right. something to hook it up to. I can't just kind of guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm feels like this would be the right part of the screen to click on. (laughs) I I mean, I looked into that a bit, but I really needed a laptop. And so we went, we went with that. Yeah. But now that I have like a dedicated like office, I was kind of rethinking like maybe I, maybe I will get a Mac mini because then right now we only have one computer. And so if I'm doing this and Amanda wants to do something on the computer, at least if we had a, you know, Mac mini in here, you share a laptop? We share a laptop. What the fuck? Yeah. That's insane to me. Is it? That is, that's like, that's so personal. I mean, we have our own profiles. But yeah, I don't know. Still, that's, wow, that's wild. Yeah. Couldn't you like trade one of the kids for a laptop? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have that, to. Is, I'll look is that not that. a win-win? We now have two laptops and one kid. Yeah. You want you want that two to one laptop to kid ratio. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I use it all the time. She uses it like, I don't know, twice a month or something. Like she doesn't use it very often. Really? She's just on her phone or iPad or something? I mean, she just doesn't. Yeah, she's on her phone. She doesn't need to use it usually. Um, I think she is starting a new podcast though. And so she'll probably start using it more. So maybe we will have to get our own. I say we, as in you and I, will have to get our own. <laughs> well, we need our own place first. Yeah, yeah. You know, a recording studio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> recording studio. So the Mac Mini, the low-end and middle-tier models were updated November of last year mm-hmm. with the new M1, M1 chips. Mm-hmm. But the high-end configuration hasn't been updated since October 2018. Oh, so depending on what you want, you might want to wait until they yeah. update that. This is I go to that Mac Rumors buyer's guide. Yeah. Just it'll just say like 
by now. And that's what it said on the IMAX. So I was like, I will. Okay. Uh, but like, yeah, you don't need to like give me much encouragement to spend a bunch of money on something I don't like actually need. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would it be, would it make more sense to just throw like 2000 bucks into savings? Uh-huh. No, no. What, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. It's just going to sit there collecting dust. <laughs> take, take this fucking dusty money. <laughs> and I'm going to try to dust it. I'll probably like, you know, get it wet and the money will be no good anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gleamweaver. <laughs> no, that's not. How, what's the fucking melody of that song? No, you were right. You were right. No, that's Ooh, not it. Ooh, Dreamweaver. Gleam. Gleam. So, the whole point sorry, is to sorry, say sorry, sorry, instead. sorry. Ooh, Gleamer Weaver. <laughs> Weave Gleamer. <laughs> uh, do you like that band uh, Gleam Theater? Yeah, I do. Um, oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's that Coheed song? He he says dreams in some in some song. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cave In plus Coheed and Cambria plus Piebald cover Tom Petty's Running Down a Dream. Oh, did they do, oh there we go. Did they do a new cover thing? No, nah, that was from a year ago. Oh. Do, 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 do. Do 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 running down a gleam. <laughs> um, holy smokes! I could do this all day. Mm-hmm. I would. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay, uh, it's twenty one thirteen. Uh, when I fall asleep, oh. your faces are like gleam. <laughs> There's something I know. Yeah. <laughs> Song rocks. Oh. Um, what else? What else? Come on. Give me more, give me more dream stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <clears throat> I'm just going to type dream into uh, Apple Music. Uh, let's see. Fleetwood Mac has a song called Dreams. Dream on. Oh. Gleam on. Gleam on. Gleam on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was, boy, that was sitting right there. I know. There's that Weezer song, Only in Gleams, but I can't remember how it goes. Only in Gleams. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. See what it means? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid. This is fun. <laughs> Running down a gleam. <laughs> Running down a gleam. I cannot remember the little, like, lick that goes right before that right it's it's something like yeah yeah it's it's not that though it, this this note is not there i'll see if my dad can buy you the uh <laughs> tab book <laughs> that'd be really helpful uh, it's gonna really bother me. I think that's right. No, these last. It doesn't go there. It's definitely an open E between every note. Are the last two the same? Yeah. It is. 
No, it goes lower. No. That's well. It, Can't quite get a Tom Petty song down. Maybe it's time to sell that guitar. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, Alsace to restocking some of their vinyl. How do you say that? Es- vinyl? Echelis de Lune. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That was not a French word I ever ran into in French class. Mm. You should be a French teacher and just uh, play Alsace the whole time. Speaking of which, I got to go get something. Uh, I, I will explain it, but yeah, yeah this will, I don't know, this will be uh, pointless. Cool. <laughs> Le soleil ne brillait pas et c'était trop mui pour alléger. Alors nous sommes restés assis à la maison pendant toutes ces journées what I tried to just say was, mm-hmm. the sun did not shine, it was too wet to play, so we sat in the house all that cold, cold, wet day. Oh, Ooh, in English and French. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to uh, um, our buddy from last episode, uh, Mr. Brian Cook. Uh, has a solo album coming out. That is the bassist? The bassist, yeah. Under the moniker Torment and Glory. Big thanks to Sergeant House for putting it out. Ben Chisholm. I think that's how you pronounce that. Why do I know that uh, name? He worked at Dimple for a little while. He is uh, the counterpart to Chelsea Wolf. You were, I guess you were long gone by the time you worked at Dimple. But Yeah, I was, I was dead. You were dead. Okay, so speaking of not knowing how to talk about music, couldn't uh-huh. even like by ear figure out a, a very simple Tom Petty lick. You did better than I would have done. Tell you that much. I that can't be true. It's true. So so we're talking about Gleamer. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna talk about the music. Here's a spoiler from from my point of view as the quote unquote punisher. Sure. I don't really have many notes about the music. Okay. I have a lot of notes about this podcast we listened to <laughs> and that I thought was really interesting and, and brought up some some things that I thought we could talk about, you know, in, in re- regards to Gleamer and just kind of in a general sense of how, how we think and talk about music. And, and none of it's like personal, specifically about Corey Kaufman, who's the the mm-hmm. principal songwriter and singer of Gleamer. But um I was hesitant to listen to this podcast. You you listened to the podcast first and told me about it. I did. Because uh, what's this podcast called? It has some stupid name. <laughs> uh, this is our uh, Brother from Another Mother podcast. I thought of that last night. <laughs> 100 words or less. <laughs> Thanks for the thumbs up. 100 words or less makes even less sense than our name does. It- because we true. we do adhere to five songs. Yes. It's never been less. Though actually it's sometimes been more when we each do five for bonuses. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Where does the hundred words come from? I don't I don't know. Because when I first found the podcast, I went back and from and started listening from the beginning. And the format was different. There were more people involved at the beginning and stuff, but I don't know where hundred words or less came in. It I don't yeah, I don't know. But 
Maybe he explains yeah, it at some point, but I never got to that episode. Well, it would kind of make sense, yeah, if they like started with this format and then, you know, digressed from there at like yeah. episode twenty or whatever. But oh well, it's it's a good podcast. Um, if you don't know, uh, it's um, Ray from mm-hmm. the band Taken, mm-hmm. and Makoto, which we all knew, which we all knew before listening to the specific episode where it comes up. I would have mm-hmm, known this anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he he's like good friends with uh, Jeremy Bohm from uh, Touche. And they do every year they do like their albums of the year and they go nice. back and forth. It's it's cool. On, on like the pod the or on the pod. a different? Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I like the pod. He, he asks good questions. He obviously has the, uh, he can come at it from the point of view of a musician. But mm-hmm. he also you know, has a pretty good grasp of like asking good questions that are specific to his guest. And it's not just like, Hey, we're two musicians like shooting the shit. And like there, there is some of that in a way where like, like Corey feels pretty comfortable. And Mm -hmm. I think the fact that Ray's a musician helps that, but he, he just asks good questions that like a, uh, experienced interviewer would. Yeah. Um, which I suppose he is at this point. Yeah. But but like I said, I, I was I was hesitant to listen to this at first, and I'm curious if if you were at all, or if you ever are hesitant to listen to interviews with artists you well let's let's say artists you like. I'm we don't know yet if you like mm-hmm. Gleamer or Corey, but um yeah, did are you are you always down and excited to listen to interviews with musicians you admire? Yeah, definitely. Um... I mean, those those are the main types of podcasts I listen to. I just wait for them to interview, whether it's it's hundred words or less, or turned out a punk the from the guy from Fucked Up, his podcast. But I just kind of wait for the guests that come on there are that are in bands that I like a lot, and I love listening to that shit. Uh, especially um, Ray gets into it a bit, but uh, turned out a punk always gets into like where you start Ray does more of like the family stuff, which is interesting, but turned out a punk is like, okay, where did you start? How did you get into punk? What are your first bands called? What are the first shows you went to and all that kind of stuff. And that guy is just like this. He has so much knowledge about like all these old punk records and stuff like that. And it's pretty interesting. And, and yeah, they're both great interviewers. And I feel like that's, that's the exact reason I don't want to have guests on this podcast normally. Cause like, like I had that one random dude who, who worked at Dimple ask if we had guests on the pod. And I'm like, no, I mean, you're some random guy. I don't know. Like I wouldn't know what to ask you to begin with. Yeah. It's like, do we have guests? Not yet. We might. Mm-hmm. Won't be you. Yeah. Yeah. Won't be you. Random guy. Uh, it's here's the thing. We don't want anybody who wants to be on the pod. <laughs> like a good yeah. guest for us is going to be someone who's like, reluctantly doing this. Yeah, yeah. I was I mean I was down to have Keith come on the pod. Who's that? Um some guy that we talked about once. Um <laughs> but uh I could see the hesitancy there. But I mean fucking if Lantlos guy was like, "Oh, you want me to come on the pod?" I'd be like, "Yeah, let's let's do that." Yeah, M- Marcus, if you're listening, um I'm sure he is. Didn't he say we were crazy? What did he, he said say we were crazy. Us? Yeah, yeah, kind of hurtful. Is always good. 
Um, I so I am for sure happy. I listened to the Corey episode of yeah. 100 words or less and obviously like it's semi work related mm-hmm. you know for the pod but i think in general like if i just had the binary option of you just have this artist's music and mm-hmm. that is what you know about them mm-hmm. or you have that plus having s- some more understanding about their that their process and creating that music just kind of their, you know more now about their personality, you know more about maybe their opinions or just general thoughts or just how they speak and yeah. kind of who, I would say, not just give me the music. Hmm. Just okay. like, the, I, I'm again, we still need a psychologist of the pod. <laughs> I kind of don't, I'm to the point now where I, I do not want to demystify the artists whom I admire. Sure, sure. I want to think of Corey as just a guy who sings in kind of a cool, affected mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. who his life is like sick, fuzzy guitars <laughs> and is just kind of melancholy all the time. Not that yeah. I w- wish him to be like unhappy, you sure, know, but sure, I just sure. mean like as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's you just what want I that want. that persona that you hear recorded and and see in music videos, sort of yeah. yeah yeah and like now this isn't to say I, I want to be ignorant of the artists who are are problematic or yeah, uh, yeah. offensive and stuff but just like <clears throat> okay kind of kind of a similar a band in a similar genre as Gleamer and this actually came up on the podcast but the band Nothing mm-hmm. that. It's kind of a thing where it's like, boy, I like a lot of this music a lot, and I like what it's harkening back to. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you listen to some interviews, or when they did that live stream during the pandemic, during lockdown, it was kind of not not good or bad, but just kind of weird to mm-hmm. be like, it's just that thing of, oh yes, everybody is just a person. Yeah, these are real people, <laughs> and. And and I I mean this I I do not exclude myself from this at all, but like everybody everybody from from the aforementioned Fred Durst to <laughs> to the aforementioned Jeff Bezos to uh, you know the Obamas uh, to you know Mother Teresa whomever. <laughs> We're all just kind of idiots. Yeah, yeah. We all we all have dumb thoughts. We all like, you know, once a month get diarrhea. Like, it's just <laughs> once like, a month, huh? I don't know. Not that might that might be low. I don't know. <laughs> Does that seem high to you? It seems kind of high. Really? Yeah. You would say less than you would average. You average less than twelve watery shits a year. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't remember the last time I had diarrhea. Wow. Okay. I'm not lactose intolerant though. Well, I, I keep a journal, so maybe that's why I, <laughs> that's why I remember. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. But the, the point is like, I, I get what you're saying. We're all people. We're all flawed. We all, you know, you all have to flush the toilet. It's, and here's the thing the with musicians or artists specifically, when you learn about, their craft and how they go about it 
it's like, oh, it doesn't, for the most part, it doesn't just like flow Happen. out of them yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, and for whatever reason, for me, I find deliberate effort when it comes to art kind of upsetting hmm. in a way where it's hmm. like, oh, he really had to, he played this song a thousand times and every time he like changed the knobs on his effect pedals <laughs> a tenth of a degree until it got just right. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Or, or whatever the case is, whatever's being worked on in the song. And like, I get there's a craft to it, but just that, no, I want Corey, again, Corey Kaufman, he's, he's always playing a fuzzy guitar. He's always singing like that. Mm-hmm. And it just, like you said, it just happens. And I know that's not the case, <laughs> but like, unless I'm trying to make an album and trying to figure out how to do this, like, I don't know how important it is to me to hear that from others. But yeah, I don't know, yeah, what, yeah. What, what's your take on all that? Huh, I don't know. I mean, I like learning about that stuff. You know, I, I like watching those gear videos to see like what kind of gear people are using and stuff every once in a while it does kind of take the the magic out of it like if i i can't think of an example but i i know this has happened where i've listened to an interview like that or read an interview and just been like i don't think i like this person anymore (laughs) like i like the music they make but i don't like this person and it wasn't like it's not like a jesse Lacey situation where you know, we've, we've come to find out like he's done these terrible things. It's like, they just have like a specific attitude toward things that kind of turns me off to, well, it kind of takes some of the fun out of listening to these songs or whatever. Right. And I mean, I didn't get that at all from the interview with Corey or anything like that. It, It was a good interview, but yeah, I feel like that's happened before where I'm like, I don't know that, or like we were talking about Mark Kozlek before and how like I've heard stories about him being kind of shitty to work with and stuff like that. And that kind of makes That's the me, Sun Kill Moon guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and he actually, Mark Kozlek, I think came up in the interview with Corey too, um, where, yeah, I have a hard time listening to the music now because I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I've heard these stories about him being kind of shitty and maybe I don't want to listen to this, that kind of thing. Right. Well, and I remember you told me early on in my kind of discovering black gaze uh-huh. phase, you told me something similar about Deaf Heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've, I've I heard really some things about them. I haven't really given much time to Deaf Heaven because I'm like, I, I hear the guy sing and I'm like, oh, he's an asshole. Yeah, and I don't yeah. even know what the stories are. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, uh, everything I've heard is total hearsay, and I don't know if any of it's true. Yeah. I, as far as like people I know through the metal scene from being in a in a metal band, I know some people that like them. I know some people that think they're posers or whatever. And but like Ben Ben Chisholm, who uh, I, I met working at Dimple and stuff, he's good friends with those guys and. Ben, I know, is a good guy. I don't know. Maybe it's just some things that I heard that may or may not be true. But right. I'm in the same situation where I'm like, I mean, I kind of like their first album, but I have not been able to get into anything else because I think about these things. Well, and then it's also 
it's also I, I I've been oh, first of all this is a, a tangent because I'm trying to avoid saying something because I've been <laughs> I've been saying this too much I've been saying it's that thing of which I feel like is a really lazy person's way of like getting into a point hmm. okay do, do you know what I'm talking about I don't think I've like, noticed you say that but I do know what you mean though I I feel like I've been saying that the past couple of weeks okay. um, if the things that you have heard. Which, for whatever reason, I never even asked you about. Like, it, like I didn't need to know. I was just like, oh, yeah. right, well, then like, I'll kind of write them off. And, and also, here's the thing. And like, when I first listened to them, they didn't immediately grab me like Alcest mm-hmm. did. So I was like, okay, I don't need to justify trying to listen to them because yeah. they're not Alcest. Yeah. yeah. But um, if, if those things, whatever they are, aren't, you know, domestic violence, sexual abuse, uh, you know, being racist in the music scene or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just like, oh, the, the guy's just kind of, I don't know. If people talk about him or, or them uh, the same way I imagine people talk about me when they first <laughs> meet me, I'm just like, that's, you know what? That's mm. fine. That's not going to stop me from listening to someone. Um, <laughs> and also, like you say, if it's rumors and hearsay, not that we could ever really... It's not like I can go ask him myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, uh, hi, uh, Def Evan? It's Dante. <laughs> um, got a few things to clear up. Like, I really, I can't do that, but it's it's also like, well, how much stock are you going to put into gossip? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're we're getting so far well, off track. But, <laughs> but, but the, the, the point being is like, yeah, every now and then you'll listen to someone and they'll either say something that makes you think differently about them or they'll say something that makes you think differently about like mm-hmm. another band, like mm-hmm. like you and and Deaf Heaven. Um, but so you never worry about the the demystification. You're you're always okay because you're probably a, a healthier, smarter <laughs> human. Going yes, I realize that this is a guy who also is a musician, not just this magical shoegaze <laughs> being. Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't worry about the demystification, but. Yeah, every once in a while there'll be something, the way somebody says something or reacts to something, and I'm like, eh, really? Because now this was this was nothing bad, but we we kind of talked about this. Now again, this is nothing like uh, I, I came out of this podcast thinking he Corey seems like the chillest, friendliest guy. Oh yeah, totally. Like he, he seems like such a good guy. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of surprised, like just like his, like his manner of speaking was yeah, yeah, for whatever yeah. reason kind of surprising to me. Like which is stupid. Like what? Why? What am I basing these assumptions <laughs> off of? But like where he he would say bro in like a way that was like yeah 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 uh kind of surprising. And Ray even acknowledges it at the end of the episode. He goes <laughs> like, oh, I didn't expect him to have like these Southern California, you know, like chill yeah, surfer yeah, vibes yeah. or whatever he says. And, you know, this is a guy from Colorado who spent less than a year in Phoenix and then maybe a couple when, years, I think he said, in New York. Yeah, I think it was a couple years in New York. Um, so, you know, n- never, you yeah, know, never yeah. hanging out in a, well, what did they say? Like, he seems like he's from Santa Cruz. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were from Santa Cruz. <laughs> what did you think about the way Corey talks about his music and, and just kind of music in general? Um. I, I liked that he wasn't into, you know, putting a genre on everything. Mm-hmm. He had a very like loose way of 
defining the music he makes. And um, I thought it was the part where he talks about how when he first heard nothing uh, and how it yes. sounded so weird and stuff. And he's like, well, I didn't know I could like make stuff that I can't remember the exact line, but it was almost like he was saying, I couldn't, I didn't know I could make stuff that like sounds like shit, but as long as I know what I'm doing and I'm doing it on purpose. Yeah. I, I think he said, um, wow, r- real harsh uh, words for nothing there, Danny. Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, I think he says he didn't know that he can make stuff that sounds bad, but also that, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think he said that nothing sounds like shit. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know he didn't say that, but yes. Um, yes, I, I, I like that as well because that, and, and I'm, I'm assuming you've dealt with this in, in some ways as, as someone who for a long, long time is like, you know, writing songs in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. I always had and still have in, in most everything I do, but it certainly comes up in music, which is too because music is an art. And so there is literally... No wrong way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, what you create is what you create. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Yeah. And there's, you can talk about, you know, well, what is your goal with your music? But like in, in, in a general way, if you are trying to express yourself and you do that through music, whatever you, whatever comes out, that's your expression. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, it can't be wrong. Yet I, I will, you know, be fooling around on guitar and I'll come up with something that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. And, but I will convince myself that, oh, but obviously that can't be part of a song because it's, <laughs> for whatever reason, it's like, oh, it's, it's too simple or I don't mm-hmm. even know if this is in you know, the same key or like it's, I'm sure it's been done before or whatever. I will convince myself that it's like not allowed, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah. It is allowed. Do you you accept me? I do. Um, Do you accept my guitar work? I do. That's bad taste. Um, (laughs) But he talks about it in a way where like, yeah, like that nothing thing is like, oh, what like what I'm doing will fit. What will fit in some sort of scene. There Mm. will probably be some listenership for what I'm doing and the way I'm doing it. And the fact, he, he, he had a quote in here, I love this so much. Mm-hmm. Most of my discovery is figuring out that I don't really understand most things and just kind of being okay with that. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> like, and just as, as far as, I mean, you could relate that to anything in the world. Sure. Um, but like just specifically talking about music is like being okay with whatever your musical limitations whether physical or or, you know mental or like Mm -hmm. um theory wise even yeah like being okay with that and and being okay with what you produce is what you produce and that's fine like i loved that quote so much yeah yeah totally and it was just kind of that i i I wish i had heard that 20 years ago Mm -hmm. yeah you know what i mean um i feel like that really would have been big for just be like no just like just do what you do. And I feel like some people are able to, like, they never question it. They never question whether this should or should not be in a song, if this is <laughs> yeah. okay. And sometimes you hear that stuff and you go, oof, someone should have told you to, like, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. again, that's that's all taste. That's all subjective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
the fact that anyone, even like the shittiest band or the shittiest song, the fact that they took the time to write it and record it, and you know this very well, the recording mm-hmm. process is a pain in the ass. Yeah. If if you are lucky enough to have a studio time or like a producer or whatever, that's not easy to get that. And if you're doing it on your own, it's not easy to do that. So however you are committing your musical art to, like Corey says in this, like something that's going to last forever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. good on you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. I also really liked and I thought I thought about you for some reason when he was talking about this, but how he he kind of enjoys more of the whole process, the writing process and the recording process over playing live. Uh, he's not that into doing the live shows and stuff. And, and he did go on to say, you know, they've done some some great shows and stuff. They did play in Sacramento at one one point. But yeah, I, I like that, too. I and I kind of at times want to do that myself where I just record some music and not have to worry about like, well, I've got to, you know, find all the right people. I've got to record something. And then that way I can get shows and start playing shows and stuff like that. I do kind of like the idea of these bands or musicians or whatever that are just recording and putting music out into the world without the need to like, oh, I have to go on this crazy long tour and all that kind of stuff. And it, I I guess it just depends on kind of what you want out of the experience or sure. what being a musician is to you. Like, like personally to me, I would find it more fulfilling to be able to point to this archive of recorded music. Mm-hmm. Whether, mm-hmm. you know, if it's fucking, if it's eight songs and that's it, whatever. Like you recorded eight songs that have your name on it and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But, you know, to some it's like getting that, making that connection with the, the live audience and, mm-hmm. and all of that and... Um, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I haven't played that many shows, but like the ones I did for as, uh, anxiety inducing as every <laughs> single one was, uh, before, during and after. Yes. Yes. There, there is something to be said about like that little bit of a high you get from that. And then yeah. you spend, you know, the rest of the night kind of coming, trying to come down from mm-hmm, that. Like mm-hmm. I can see the appeal to that, but like for, yeah, for someone like me, I think I would rather do the, I would lean towards the the recording yeah, yeah. side of things. That just seems more fulfilling. Yeah, but it, it but, is yeah. fun playing shows. Like, I, I really enjoy it, um, especially when, you know, the few times we've been able to play out of town uh, and getting a response from the crowd and stuff like that is always fucking amazing. Um, and, or people... People usually don't come up to me afterward. Um, they they mostly go to our drummer or our, the other guitarist in the band. Um, but you know, people coming up and you know complimenting the the set and all that kind of stuff is always great. But yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I kind of just want to record this stuff and then keep writing. Now, w- would that be more of a solo thing, or would that still be Battle Hag? I think even with Battle Hag, sometimes I mean. It's great playing, but, uh, and we don't even play that much. Like when shows were happening, we'd only play like three, maybe four times a year because we don't want people to get sick of us. There's always those local bands that are playing, you know, two shows a week or, you know, once a week. And I feel like people just get sick of them and be like, oh, I'm just going to show up a, you know, an hour late to the show so I don't have to sit through Battle Hag again. 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's why that's why my band never uh, <laughs> played that often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Sometimes even with with Battlehead, like I just want to get in the, the studio, record those songs, and then just start writing more stuff and making new songs. Because especially us, like we take so fucking long to complete songs. I mean, they're long songs to begin with. Like, you know, we have songs that are upwards of 20 minutes, but it just takes us so long and we'll be working on a song for like two years. And I'm just like, once we record it, I'm like, cool, I'm, we're done with that now. Right. We don't ever (laughs) have to play that again. (laughs) Do, Do your bandmates though, do they share similar philosophy on that? Or are there guys in the band who are like, Oh, like I love the live show. That's the best part of this. I think we're all all kind of on the same page for the most part, I think. Or I don't know. Dan, our other guitarist, might might say differently because he's the one that does all the booking and stuff like that. I think the the majority of the fun we have is uh actually writing the material and working on it and stuff like that. Even though it's like stress inducing at times, uh and you know, can be frustrating when I can't get a part down or one of my bandmates can't get a part down. I'm like, Oh, we have to play this again and again. But the, once we get into the studio and we get that final product down, it's, that's the most rewarding part for me is hearing like the studio recorded final product. Do you ever think about just putting out your own stuff or would that not be worth it? Because then you'd have to, you know, either do like program drums and all that stuff. Yeah. I think about doing stuff like that on the side because like I there's times where I want to write punk songs or there's times I want to do like I was trying to write like power violence songs at one point and doing different things that I wouldn't bring to a to battle hag practice and I don't know sometimes I'm like maybe I should just do this but then I'm like well I don't have a bass and so I'm either gonna have to like pretend to play bass on the garage band keyboard <laughs> right <laughs> or you know down tune my guitar even more and like try to make it sound like a bass uh or try to get with other people but yeah i don't know sometimes the thought of doing it all myself is exciting but also what is holding me back because it's overwhelming right it's the I, the big upside in my mind is that you obviously you have total control and Mm -hmm. you can do it when you want as quickly as you want. You're never waiting for someone to, you know, Hey, send me that bass track Yeah, yeah, or, you know, whatever. And obviously you could do that and still be part of your band. Mm -hmm. You just have this like other outlet, you know, for that, for that feeling of accomplishment we're talking about. It's and playing with the band too is, much because I'll come to practice, uh, or will be working on a song that that I wrote the the most the majority of, or uh, the that our other guitarist wrote, and the whole collaboration effort where you know we were oh we were playing this four times originally but now we're playing it eight times because uh, I could do a, a sick solo right here or something like that the the whole collaboration and coming up with these different ideas that I would never think of on my own. So that's why like the songs for Battlehag specifically, I want to continue to use for that band because 
there's things that I want to happen in the song or that I think could happen in the song that I wouldn't be able to do, but I know the other members of my band could make it better. Punk songs and stuff like that, I I can do those all on my own. But like these songs, uh, these songs are more, you know, they have like these different movements or, or you know, whatever. Like right. That. And I think having it as a more collaborative effort is more, makes them more interesting in the end. You are, you are a very good team player, it sounds like. I try like, to be. Well, I mean, obviously that's good. And I guess you have to do that in a band where there's not just like the one songwriter who's like, all right, come learn my song. Because yeah, yeah, your, yeah. your songs come from multiple members, multiple places. Yeah, the first um, like the first song on their new album, the opening riff is something I wrote, um, but I could never. Th- I had it for like probably a year, where I wrote this this rhythm riff or whatever, and I just, I kept trying to like write more to it, and I couldn't, and I couldn't, and I couldn't, and finally I was like, hey, I really want to use this, but I don't know what to do after it, and so uh, I showed my other guitarist how to do it, and he was like, well, yeah. well. We'll just do, and he wrote the rest of the song, and it that was cool. It was a fun. I, it's fun to not just like oh we're playing Dan's song again. Now we're playing Dan and Danny's song <laughs> together. Ooh, yeah. It's nice to add that other syllable to it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that is so frustrating. And is that a a, a common uh like mental block for you or, or writer's for me, block for yes. you? Yes. Me as well, where I will come up with like what I think is like a, a pretty interesting, you know, intro or lick or, or riff or whatever. And then it's like, so like, let's just pretend I, I just played a, a pretty interesting, like, you know, pick picked through type of guitar intro or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, what's next? What's next? <sighs> <laughs> It's like I I can never get to that next interesting part. Yeah. It'll yeah. like it'll go from like an A minus to a C. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and uh for for the lay people out there, no, uh I don't mean an A minus chord. I mean I, 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 come on. Uh though though the way I play an A, it is kind of a minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One string's always buzzing or some shit. But yeah, it'll be it'll just be like, oh, this would be ba boo doo 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 ba doo doo. Uh, then I guess I'll just play a chord. Yeah, that's like like our our the guitar on our intro theme or whatever. Like I've had that part for years, but never known what to do after it. Yeah, and so it works really great for a thirty second intro song because I could just do loop that over and over, right? From, you know, eight measures or whatever, and and that's all we need. The thing that Dan came up with to either coincide or to follow that, Mm -hmm. when you heard it, was it like, oh, like that was there the whole time? Or was it like never in a million years would that have been? I would have never come up with this with what he came up with. Yeah. Yeah. He's he I'm always kind of in awe of the stuff he writes. I think he he does the majority of the writing for the band. uh, And he's he's a great guitarist. And he had. Yeah. I'm always a little in awe of him and his stuff. I wonder what that's like to be like a good being good at something. Yeah. You, you are selling yourself way too short. I guess you, 
you are a good guitarist and you you do the thing that I was talking about. You shut up and you take it. <laughs> Fucking growly bastard. You do the thing I was talking about where, and I'm not saying your songs are, are bad or what you do is bad, but the fact that you will learn stuff and see it through, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to figure out how uh, this this uh, computer program works. I'm going to figure out this configuration of pedals. I'm going to figure out, you know, like I don't even really understand what a, uh, how like amps and heads work. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I, I never took the time. Like I played a lot of electric guitar in high school uh-huh. and then Almost exclusively after that, it's all been acoustic just because like living in the dorms, living in apartments. Sure, sure, sure. But still that there's no reason that should have prevented me from like learning basic guitar shit. (laughs) Because what kind of guitar do I like? Fucking loud, distorted, fuzzy guitars. But I I would not know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And but like the fact that you you follow your your passions. You follow your. I, th- I think the word muse or muses came up a couple <laughs> times in the podcast. We were talking about the band, yes. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the band Muse. Yeah, yeah. I can't play any of those riffs. Um, mm, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I just think that's very very admirable. And going back to the original point, the all of that makes you good at your craft. So I'm not going to let you talk shit about my friend Danny like that. Okay, okay. Thanks, Dante. Didn't care for that voice, so I take it all back. <laughs> take it all back. <laughs> so you said that he, that Corey mentioned something that made you think of me. Um, already forgot what that was. Uh, that was but, uh, talking about uh, not wanting to play shows. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yes. Uh, there was something else he said that made me think of me. he he said that like like as a kid he well he said music was his way of like trying to express things that he could not with words Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is interesting because he's also a lyricist sure but that aside I, i i found that to be very interesting because like i have this leanings toward instrumental stuff Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm And, and to me, that is very expressive and like very relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's just again, more capturing a mood or a vibe or an emotion Mm -hmm, with, mm -hmm. with sound. But he also said that he often will like music will make him see things like see images in his head. See, I thought of you you when he talked about that too. Did you catch? Okay. Yeah. Um, which again, I'm like, this guy might be kind of like, if I was, uh, any cool, any cool. Does that does that sentence work? If I was cool at all, any cool at all. Cool I don't, at all. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good album name. Cool at all. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Keep, Maybe not. Keep working on that one. <laughs> like, like Corey is like my best case scenario of sure, like sure. if I uh, like. Um, What's that movie? This is a wonderful or it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. If I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, That's it's a wonderful life myself, Corey <laughs> could have been like the best case scenario for me. Sure, sure. Let's see. A couple other things. Um, I, I really just liked how excited he gets 
anytime Ray knows of a band or person yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't remember funny. who it was, but like he he dropped a name or dropped a band, and Ray goes like, "Oh, all he said was like," and it could have been a total fucking lie, but Ray goes, "Oh yeah, that's a great album." Like something yeah. I would say to make someone think I know what they're talking about. <laughs> and and Corey like is almost like dead stopped in his tracks, like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, like <laughs> we're relating." Yeah. Oh, that was uh, have a have a nice life. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Oh shit, you know that too." Yeah, um, and that was, a, I, not surprisingly, did not know who that was, but, like, you're talking to this guy who, Taken, is in, like, this, I don't know if this is fair to say, but, you know, this kind of niche band, like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like you probably have to be in a pretty specific scene to to know much about Taken, and, and I already forget the other band you mentioned. Makoto. Yeah, your Kodo. But he's like, so, like, I feel like, of course, like, a guy from Taken is going to know have a nice life. This is just yeah. assumptions I'm making during the pod, having no prior <laughs> knowledge of any of this. But yeah, it was just very cool how like excited he is to make a connection with someone about yeah. music, you know? Yeah, that's very cool. Um, okay, so speaking of have a nice life, you, you you are familiar, like you've listened to them before? Somewhat. I've, I've heard them like once or twice. Did you listen to The Big Gloom? No. Okay. I went and listened to that after mm-hmm. uh, I listened to the podcast. I have... I think you would like that band. Okay. Did you like that song? I did like that song. It's like eight and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. What, so I just like Googled Have a Nice Life, The Big Gloom. And mm-hmm. I think it said they're a post-hardcore band, maybe? Post-punk oh. band. Okay. Mm, from Post-punk. Post- yeah, I guess so. But this song, uh, not at all. Yeah. I, so I don't know like how indicative it is of their, you know, how common that sound is for them. But um, I always thought they were kind of like experimental, kind of dreamy, kind of shoegazy. Yeah, that's that's the other genres that are listed here is experimental rock shoegaze. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to listen more to Have a Nice Life. Also, The Big Gloom is a fantastic name. Yes, I like is. The Big Gloom a mm-hmm. lot. Gloom. That would be a good album name. Gloomer. Gloomer. Gleamer. <laughs> Glomer. Gleamer. Uh, uh, I want to drive a Beamer. That probably doesn't fit with the, the vibe of that scene. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Here's the, here's the last thing. And okay. Okay. Uh, and I say last thing, but it's probably not. <laughs> it never is. His favorite band in middle school, high school? I don't remember what he said. Under Oath. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about them. We, yeah, one of our favorite bands as well. <laughs> um, I found that interesting and also kind of like, oh, shit. So he's probably like a couple of years younger than I am. Yeah, yeah, A little yeah. bit of a bummer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm guessing he's probably just, you know, about to hit 30 or, or 30. Yeah, probably late 20s, I would think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that, that, I thought that was interesting, that Under Oath, because I, I mean, I certainly don't hear them in gleamers music yeah no not at all (laughs) but i mean if you're of that time they were certain and listening to quote-unquote cool rock of that time in high school like they were they were a big deal oh yeah big big deal um and different enough from what was radio rock at the time to be interesting to kids who thought they were cool or trying to be cool certainly this is just a a observation i am not 
saying it is good nor bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was definitely surprised to hear that he says IMO and TBH in like real <laughs> conversations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't. If that's... I didn't hear the IMO. Maybe I just that one you... just got by me. But the TBH, I was like, whoa. Do you think I made it up? Do you think I'm lying to you? No, I'm not saying you made it up. I'm just saying it, it, that one didn't stick out to me. The TBH stuck out. WTF, Danny. <laughs> you know what? BRB. That seems polite enough. You're giving me a heads up. You're not just storming <laughs> oh. off. God damn it. Um, I wonder if that is a... I mean, we're, I would imagine we're we're in the same generation, but however many years apart, three, four years apart between him and I... Is mm-hmm. that enough to incorporate online abbreviation slang into your Probably. vocabulary? Probably. Because I don't think I know anyone my age mm-hmm. who does that, but it could just be who I'm hanging out with. Things okay. are different down in Colorado, man. That's very true. You know? Very true. You're um, not that far. Are you going to go uh, kind of hang out in this town and see if you can be buds? Um, yeah, Loveland is maybe two hours from me. Yeah, see, um, you go. I, I'll be going through Loveland on Sunday, actually, on my way to the airport. Oh. I'm, I'm getting extradited. <laughs> so, <laughs> Again? I didn't realize there was a, a three-strike rule for that, so uh, here we go. Um, did you know that taco place that, that Ray mentioned? Taco Jones? Yeah, there's one in my town. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> is it good? Uh, um, so, I mean, most of it I can't eat. Right, right. Um, they have these things called potato olays. Ooh, I love it already. They're fantastic. They're yeah. just like these discular, these uh-huh. disc-shaped, <laughs> like, fried hash brown things. Sure, they're sure. hot and oily and salty, and they're delicious. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, I Do will, they put them in, in things? Like, I mean, so you can get, oh, like in... Like a burrito or a taco or whatever? So they do have like a meat and potato burrito that I am... Ima- yeah, those must just be Olay's in there. I can't imagine they have a separate potato item. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're typically a, a side order. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and you can get it with like, you know, cheese sauce or yeah. guacamole or sour cream, that sort of thing. Um, very, very good. Hmm. But uh, from when I would partake in just like, you know, they're... Tacos or burritos or whatever. It, yeah. I would certainly much rather go to Taco Bell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that is a Wyoming uh, institution, Taco John's. It, like, oh, yeah? it started in Wyoming, and I don't know how far it's spread, but yeah, it is certainly in Colorado. Hmm. But yeah, he was very excited. I know. He, that they had one. Yeah. He was like, I mean, I don't want to do an, an, an impression because <laughs> it's not really my thing, but he was like, because, yeah, Ray says, like, do you ever go to Cheyenne and get, you know, Taco get Jones? Get Taco Jones, yeah. And oh, is like, it Jones or John? Jones. Oh, I thought, I always thought it was Jones. Like, like you're I'm Jones in for, for a taco. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Taco John. you know, like the uh, the uh, authentic Mexican <laughs> name, John. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's pronounced Han. Yeah, your son's name is spelled J-O-H-N. <laughs> yeah. Taco Han. <laughs> well, congrats on your new nickname, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Shall we talk about some specific songs? Let's do that. Right after this break. Okay. I have to pee so bad. One hour later. 
Well, earlier in the pod, and who knows if it'll actually be in the pod, but we who were listening. We were listening to the opening track of Extreme's 1995 album, Waiting for the Punchline. Yeah. And we are going to trans that's I mean, if that was Not that far off, yeah, I know. No. Yeah, you wish. <laughs> that album rules. Ask ask nine to ten year old me. <laughs> we're gonna seamlessly transition from that to the opening track of 2015. So twenty years later, mm-hmm. we're gonna go from There Is No God to Gleamers opening track gauze. is gauze Mm -hmm. what if gauze was one of us (laughs) okay gauze from 2015's moving away moving away you went in um some chronological order on these songs you gave me here i did yep absolutely yeah a couple of these songs but this one in particular uh gives me some pedro the lion energy not the singing the guitar work, especially at the beginning, kind of the strumming of the chords. I get a little little buzz on. Um which is definitely a plus. When I, like I listen that. to when I listen to Gleamer, I also get my buzz on. Ooh. I for the first time listened to Pedro the Lion on on my road trip a few weeks ago, listened to uh the entirety of Control. Ooh. It, that's a, it's a big deal for Shoegaze Girlfriend. It's a good fucking album, man. I don't know. Pedro Lion is is potentially on the docket for a band I give you, but every time I've mentioned him before, you've you've given me the same response that Amanda gives me when I mention Pedro the Lion. And what is that? <sighs> I boring. Yeah. See, that's kind of it. I. Mm-hmm. Now, and they don't sound the same. But Shugay's girlfriend also really likes the National. Hmm. Hmm. And Amanda she, likes the National. Really? And they're so boring. And she they're can, so boring. He can like Pedro the Lion. Yeah, come on. Um, yeah, that I mean that's another another topic, but yeah, when like she'll play the national sometimes and like it's fine. It's it's not like offensive or anything, but mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. it's just like then I had sex and I regretted <laughs> it. And uh, also I'm gonna name the city I was in. And it's like Oh, that was a, a very good national impersonation. It was not at all. Like I couldn't even hear myself. <laughs> I just sounded like a dumbass, uh, which is not doing an impression at all. That's just how I sound. But anyway, that kind of opening guitar on a couple of these songs just made me think of like, oh, it's kind of like Pedro Liney, which is it's funny because you described and they've this band has been described as shoegaze. And there's definitely elements of that in there. There's some fuzzy guitar. He does that kind of shoegazy voice where it's kind of breathy and a little mumbly and, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't, 
I wouldn't call this music shoegaze, at least these five songs. There's elements of it. I can hear the influence. But sure. It's just kind of like indie rock or something. I don't know. I don't putting genres on music is always fucking stupid. But well, and, and he kind of says as much in that interview. He does, yeah. He, he addresses the shoegaze thing. And he goes, I think he says like maybe kind of our earlier stuff, but mm-hmm. but not so much anymore. And he acknowledges like the guitar tone, you know, similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. They are 100% shoegaze. Okay. And here is why. Why? Tell me. Who introduced them to me? Um, it Spotify. wasn't... It wasn't indie rocker girlfriend. <laughs> it was shoegaze girlfriend. Okay, okay. So look, rules are rules. <laughs> rules are rules. She's got the name on her birth certificate. <laughs> but no, I I agree with that. They're not through and through. Now, and I don't even know what would be a through and through shoegaze. I mean, you any band that's labeled shoegaze, you can say, but they're also this or a little bit of this. Yeah. It's like. I mean, I don't hear this and and like uh, my bloody Valentine didn't cross my mind at all when I was listening to these songs or I guess hum did a little bit because of the vocal style. Um, but hum's but, not through and through shoegaze either. No, they're not. They're not. But so, basically, yeah, I, I think when people say shoegaze, they mean, ooh, those are some like loud, fuzzy guitars. And maybe sometimes the vocals are kind of buried in that. Yeah. And it's and it's a little slow. Yeah. 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 So, you know, shoegaze. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know. I was just because I kept thinking about like, oh, this is shoegaze. This is shoegaze. But it's kind of not at the same time. I don't remember. um, At the end of the Yezu episode, did I Mm -hmm. introduce Gleamer as shoegaze? I think you did. And you had also mentioned on another episode um, that you had recently gotten into a shoegaze band from Colorado. Oh boy, I bet you it was Gleamer. I bet you it was. Yeah. Well, so there you have it. They're, they're shoegaze. Yep. Yep. It's it's. They came the from Shoegaze Girlfriend. You said they yep. were a shoegaze band. So does she know them? She does not know them personally. No. Though I do believe she has a friend that is in like the hardcore scene down there, or, mm-hmm. or was in the hardcore scene maybe they were Cheyenne mm-hmm. and might, you know, play the show with them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been in the same target. Been behind them at the drive-thru for Taco John's. <laughs> Taco Jones. But you, you know what? We have talked about keeping an eye on their on their touring schedule and see if they're oh, playing, yeah. you know, other northern Colorado, Cheyenne, Possibly Casper, but probably not, though. Mm-hmm. Orville Peck did make a yeah. surprise appearance. That's pretty interesting. Well, because like both the day before and the day after, or I should say the show before and the show after, mm-hmm. he was playing in places that hold, uh, you know, 10 times as many people as whatever the place uh, yeah, he played yeah, in Casper. Yeah. Like, yeah. like thousands. Like, I think the place in Montana holds like 7,000 or something like that. And then he played Red Rocks, I want to say, like a few oh. days after Casper. Wow. Remember, Red Rocks is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Gleamer, come on up to, uh, fuck, I already forgot, The Beacon. It's called The Beacon. It's like some shitty cowboy bar, but apparently every now and then they have shows. Yeah. So, so far, so far we've, you've told me that this uh, reminds you of Pedro the Lion. 
uh-huh. which to me is worrisome, and <laughs> that they're not shoegaze. So, okay, next song. <laughs> uh, no, let's uh, let's go to our old our old uh, reliable friend timestamps. One oh four. Hell yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Hell yeah, give me that <laughs> open hi hat. I love that little lead uh, that comes in there. And I love that every time it does that little lead and then it drops down to just that like weird sounding palm muted chord. Yeah. And I don't, that was unexpected the first time I heard it. I, I figured it was just going to be like, you know, <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I wasn't expecting the the kind of chorus part to to drop down at all. And yeah, I thought that was great. And that little, the little lead, the more I heard it, the more I was like, I kind of want to learn how to play that on guitar. Cause it's just a fun little like. Yeah. Sounds uh, guess what I did last night? What'd you did? Learn how to play that part on guitar. Yeah. O- only part of this playlist that I bothered to, because <laughs> as, as much fun as I'm sure it would be to, uh, be Corey Gleamer or to be in the band mm-hmm. Gleamer. It's, you know, as far as like sitting in your room playing guitar, just like hitting the same fuzzy chord eight times isn't yeah. maybe the most exciting thing. <laughs> Even though I love the songs, obviously. But that little fucking lick is so mm-hmm. nice. Their lead guitar, very good. Like it's very tasteful. It's not over the top or overdone. And there's almost always a lead happening which I like a lot. There's certain bands that can get away with that. There's a band from Sacramento called Knock Knock that uh, who's there almost always has a lead happening. And like like when we were talking about Svalbard, like Serena is almost always playing some sort of lead, and uh, sometimes that can get overwhelming or just feel like too much. But it's very tastefully done in in these five songs in particular. It's like, like that I, photo shoot you had me do. 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Very tastefully done. Yeah, no one would ever accuse Gleamer of sounding too busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And they do get a little busy at the end of this song, which is my next thing that I wanted to talk about. But it's not like overwhelming busy. Let me go to... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I didn't think I'd have to do this, especially on the first song, but... Uh-oh. So what you played there, my friend... Uh-huh. Is what we call in the biz a pre-chorus. Is that a pre-chorus? That's a pre-chorus. I said it was a chorus earlier, huh? Well, you you said you were surprised, like when the chorus like dropped down to that um, mm-hmm. that palm mute part. Um, so I, I do want to play the chorus real quick. I'm I'm just okay. guessing at 122 it'll be the end of that pre-chorus into the chorus because probably this chorus. Um, yeah, I just kind of want to want to live in like this. Reminds me of like. This is absolutely manufactured nostalgia, but this like makes me want to like be eight years old and like one of the like lesser Nickelodeon shows is about to like um what was uh we've talked about this before it, not Hey Dude what was the other one 
Uh, Salute your shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This makes me want to just like be a kid during the summer and watch like midday Nickelodeon. Hell yeah. You know what it is, is it's a the closing credit song to an episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Shh, absolutely. One knocked it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how I that's how I first ever heard I mean, I didn't know at the time, but that's how I first heard of magnetic fields. Really? They had, yeah, they use a song. The only magnetic field song I, I actually really like uh, is I first heard it on a Pete and Pete episode. You're thinking of Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros? Not at all. Is that the name? Is that his name? <laughs> I think so. I think you okay. you got it right. <laughs> but yes, that is absolutely... I, I didn't get that ever listening to it, but now every time I hear this song, it's going <laughs> to put me in that place. And that I want to live there. That's yeah. so nice. The early 90s for white suburban kids <laughs> was a much better time. <laughs> So nice back then. <laughs> Just fucking running through the sprinklers. Yep. yep. Hailing down the ice cream truck. <laughs> Mr. Tasty in his ginormous head. Was that you? Was that just like what your neighbor made you call him? <laughs> no, from Pete and Pete. Um, okay, sorry. Go ahead and go to the the okay, end of the okay. song. Let's let's do the end. So the end, I. I the song kind of constantly builds to this, but at the end, it's got that that lead playing kind of over and over, and there's little variations on it every couple measures, and then there, it's almost it almost sounds like there's horns at one point, um, hmm. but I think it might just be like a keyboard, and there's like these like choral vocals that are happening. There's just so much happening at the end of the song, and it, I really. Uh, it's good. is the part i meant to play okay, the horn cool. sounds yeah. i think are on a different song though <laughs> okay i was i was like <laughs> i think i just hear guitar i, I must i'm so yeah. stupid i can't believe i can't hear these horns <laughs> but yes it, it is what i was talking about though how it kind of like it just kind of gets louder and louder and there's more things happening there's the lead happening there's like all these backing vocals and it's quite nice and the last chord rings for like 20 seconds and you know how much i love that dante you love it i do 
I will say I typically don't like when vocal melodies follow like the lead guitar. The lead, yes, yes. But I that can be very, very jarring at times. Yeah, I like it in this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it works it, very well. It's just it's like a nice layer that just makes it sound a little fooler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that song rocks. It's true. Uh, that lead is so cool and. I always, in my head, I'm just going, because it does that open and close <laughs> hi-hat during that yeah. part that I love. Yeah. And I I can't say that's the first Gleamer song I heard, mm-hmm. but I think because it's one of the hookier Gleamer songs, and really, and, and maybe you'll disagree or can expand on this, their songs are pretty hookless. Like, n- not to say they're not, like, catchy or memorable, but... Like that lead part, it might be the hookiest mm-hmm. part of this whole playlist. Yeah, the lead and then the the quiet vocals after that with that weird palm muting mm-hmm. is hooky to me. The next song is hooky. And if you disagree, I will fight you on it. Okay, let's see if we're going to Because that shit was getting stuck in my head. Okay, well, like shall we go willingly or is there going to have to be some sort of dragging? Um, what is your favorite mythical fire breathing beast? Mine's a dragon. (laughs) Any more? Corey Kaufman's from Colorado where weed is legal. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think in this next song he was puff the magic dragon? (laughs) It sounded like at the beginning of the interview, he had been doing a little dragging beforehand, if you know what I mean. Dressed in women's clothes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right, we, we got enough there. We should be able to get into the next one. That's his stage name is Gleamer. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. One or all of those will work. <laughs> Again, lead guitar, very tasteful, not overdoing it. That was my first note on this song. Okay, we'll we'll just skip to the part I want to talk about the most on this song. Okay, great. Okay. And I think I'm going to make a guess, and I could be totally wrong here. Most likely. You picked this song because you knew I would like the line, I spend a lot of time thinking of the way I let my parents down. Obviously. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. No, no, that was not specifically like, oh, I know Danny is going, like, I Danny's going to relate to this, the fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. It was like, I've been talking a lot to his dad. And, uh, <laughs> but like that, that line, which is said twice, it's in the mm. middle of the song and then it's the very last line of the song. Oh, so God, what, the, at the end. Yeah. Holy shit. Where it's like, I've never really had that. Mm-hmm. That like that worry of, oh, I'm going to let like I'm, I know I've let them down, sure. but it's never really like weighed on me. Mm-hmm. But still, that line is like you can't dismiss it. 
Yeah, yeah. It's straight out of a Spanish love songs song. <laughs> like I, I feel like we would hear. Shit, what's that guy's name? I can't baseball. Yeah, uh, baseball man. Johnny Baseball. Johnny Baseball. <laughs> um, what was his name? What was his name? What was his name? Uh, Sean. Um, Jordan. <laughs> Sean Jordan. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, is that a person? I have no idea. Oh. Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> I can't no. remember his name, but it it seems like a, a lyric that he would have written. When I first heard that line, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, man. Me, too. So, Danny. Dante. If you would share, and this is a big ask. Okay. What is the most recent time you have felt like you have let your parents down? It, I mean, it's been a long time. Probably... I haven't felt like a disappointment to my parents since Amanda and I got together. Okay. So it's been at least since your 20s. Yes. That's that's good. That seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a line that, uh, and a lot with the Spanish love song stuff too, but a lot of these are lines that speak to me or speak to past versions of myself or yes, I know I know that feeling so much of feeling like I've let them down or I'm a disappointment or something because I felt that way a lot during my 20s. Hearing it just it just the way he sings it, it that part of the song, he, there's some other lyrics that uh, are sung the same way mm-hmm. and just kind of like humming that tune. But that line just sticks out so much and I relate to so much. Not because I feel that way now, but because I've, I relate to that feeling in my past or whatever. What in your past was it a feeling of oh I can't believe I did that or I can't believe that they are disappointed in that when you maybe think it wasn't a big deal or a bad thing or was it like a constant like oh I don't want to let them down I don't want to like was that always on your mind? Um. Kind of a constant thing. I'm really bad at like comparing myself to other people and comparing myself to my sister. Mm. Growing up, I was kind of an average kid, like average student. And my sister was A's all the way, all the way through uh, school and graduated high school, went right to college, did her four years of college, got a job, all this great stuff. Right. Uh, And I was just kind of, it was always this average student. I was you know, I was into music and, you know, wanting to do all that stuff and not caring as much about uh, school and things like that. Uh, I graduated high school, went to community college, did well at community college for like a semester and then would just start taking whatever class I wanted to and mostly taking electives and like failing out of all these different classes and stuff. I spent so long at community college, but Kind of throughout that time, I was a little oblivious to it, but I would think about it like every once in a while or like especially when I was done with community college and I wanted to like go to photography school and I kind of fucked all that up once I actually got there and just feeling like a total like disappointment to my parents and 
And I, I, I mean, I don't hold this against my sister or anything like that. And I know now, especially that uh, my parents are were never disappointed. They were concerned about things and money and right. stuff like that. Yep. Um, but they were never you know, disappointed. I never let them down per se. It was never like a shame thing they felt yeah, yeah, about yeah. their son. Yeah, I don't think I was ever an embarrassment. <laughs> right, right. So you were you just were directionless for a while. Yeah. Um did I tell you about seeing the movie Old? Did we talk uh, about this? You told me you saw it. I didn't know what it was and then I saw uh, just the the high-res default of somebody talking about it on YouTube. And I was like, oh, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Of course Dante saw that. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> because you, you've told me before that you're a, you're a, a uh, M. Night Shyamalan guy. Uh, I don't think that is is what I've communicated. For, I'm, I am an M. Night Shyamalan apologist. And okay. I will give all of his movies a chance because... Like him or not, he is one of, I think, the few modern-day auteurs okay. where you his movies look like his movies. They sound like his movies. He has mm-hmm. a, you know, a very distinct style and tone and all that stuff. And, you know, not a lot of... Even, like, some great, great directors, I wouldn't say they're auteurs. And th- the dude fucking takes big swings. And when you do that, sometimes you're going to miss wildly and you're going to go, what did I just make my girlfriend watch? (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes they're... Here's the thing. Old uh, is simultaneously dog shit Mm -hmm. and really fucking good and interesting. Hmm. But like so bad. Yeah. But like pretty good. Huh. And like pretty fun. But I have like no really, idea what it's about. I've, it's I've not seen a trailer. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Honestly, that would be probably the best way to go into it, for sure. Okay, okay. Like, I would say, I don't know Amanda's taste. It seems like uh, she just doesn't like the things you like. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Both Shugay's girlfriend and I were like, huh, that movie. But then we proceeded to talk about it for like two hours. And so yeah. if you're if you're getting four hours of entertainment, sure, sure. you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We're here to continue talking about dragging. How did I don't even remember where we stopped talking I, about dragging. I don't remember either. Um, let's talk about oh, his, the, the his parents, style. the parents. Oh, right, yes. right, 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 right. Because I and skipped pa- over all my other stuff and went and straight parents are old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. OK, let's talk about his vocal style. Because I go back and forth. I don't like when he sings like that. I don't like when anyone sings like that. So you're going to disagree with my comp. Okay. What's your comp? What was the timestamp of that? 59 seconds. Will you... Maybe scrub ahead to like 105 and like let it play for like 12 seconds or something. Well, I stopped it at 107. So I'll, I'll just keep playing. 
I gave you the okay sign. Like, all right, we got it. I thought it was like, okay, this is where I wanted you to play. Oh, okay. Uh, 30 more seconds. So I think I just pulled a U and uh, was one song premature. But nice. I think it still applies. I get a little bit of Chris Larson Buildings Breeding vibes. And sure. so yeah. I didn't realize yeah, you didn't totally. like Chris or his his voice. Chris doesn't sing like that. Interesting that you would Chris say that about your like friend. That. Your friend that you bring up every podcast. <laughs> that because so much of this this playlist, I really like the way he sings. But every once in a while, yeah, I don't want to watch you chew. Don't you cover that up. <laughs> I feel like I let my parents down. <laughs> um but every once in a while, he does that voice. I don't know how to describe that voice. Don't think I can impersonate it. I've tried before. It, Amanda, how about now? What do you think about this? That's Adam Sandler. <laughs> but I, I just feel like for the past, I don't know, 10 years, I hear... More and more saying, like Lana Del Rey does that sometimes. And, yeah. Uh, every once in a while, Taylor Swift will, will drop a little bit of that. Hmm. And I don't I don't know how to, it's it's like they're not opening their mouth all the way when they're saying, I don't know. I don't know. But it always bothers me. But most of the time, I like his voice a lot. It's just that choice. It's just um, that choice every once in a while I hear it. And it always like makes me go, oh. Like takes me out for a second. I mean, that's fair. I can't tell you that you're wrong. I mm-hmm. I like it. I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I can see, you know, I would say, especially after listening to his speaking voice, you know, that's always mm-hmm. weird when you listen to yes. someone speak after hearing them just sing for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't mean this as an, an insult at all. Not not even the tiniest bit. But like, mm-hmm. I would say all of his singing styles are you know, like affectations, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know that he just ever sings naturally, however his singing voice is. And, but Mm -hmm. as someone who can't sing, maybe that's not a thing. Maybe, (laughs) I don't know. But it seems like he's always trying to do something pretty specific. Yeah. Like a little bit, a little bit dreamy, a little bit Mm -hmm. groany. Um, what the part you don't like is like, this sounds very bad, but like a little bit baby voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I like it. So, you know, so, I fuck with so it. So fuck you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like, by me saying baby voice, that doesn't mean I'm yeah criticizing it. Yeah. Like you but then, are right now, I mean, like such a jerk. But then he does, he, he sings like normal and it's great. Most of the time I'm like, yeah, tell it to me. Tell it to me, buddy. But then maybe it's maybe it's like maybe it is kind of like baby voice that kind of takes me out. Maybe it's because you have babies. Maybe it's because I have babies. I get enough of that at home, Corey. Hey, <laughs> if I wanted to hear that, I would interact with my kids at some point. <laughs> Where are they? Hmm. <laughs> I just see like. Like Han, like drop from like the top of your open closet, like thump. <laughs> How'd he get up there? <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking of the way I let my 
really like that that part you just played. There's mm-hmm. that that little lead part that always, then s- always a nice lead happening. Always and like slides into that like kind of picked through chorus melody. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's good, man. It's a good song. It is good. Under pressure. You do a great Bowie. Looking down on me. There is, is that, um, yeah, it's pressure, right? Pressure. (laughs) Is it what, it must be, where, uh, what's the line? It's people on the streets. Is that, is that pressure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, once a year, I will just have that stuck in my head all day. People on the streets, or however that melody goes, and it's just People like on the street. constant. Or like I'll hear someone say like something on the streets, and I'm like, "Well, f- I sorry, <laughs> tuning you all out for the next hour and yep, a half while yep. I repeat this." Uh, pressure by Gleamer off of any more from 2017. From 2017. This how'd was you, how'd you like this one, Dante? <laughs> so this was actually one of the first songs I put on the playlist. Oh, okay. I had two songs on this playlist like immediately, and this is the one that survived. The other one mm-hmm. I I removed uh, was also off of this album called Porcelain. Mm-hmm. How did I like it? Uh, I liked <laughs> it. I liked it quite a bit. Good. Good. I'm glad. I believe so this do is I. this. I believe this is the song about a minute ten in. I got buildings breeze breezing, <laughs> buildings breedings vibes uh, with like the bass. But uh, we'll sure. see if maybe you take us there in your time stamp journey. My, my time stampies, yeah. This is my second favorite of the songs. Mm. I like this one quite a bit. So have uh, have we not gotten to your favorite we have not gotten to my favorite yet oh okay i have a guess on what it is Ooh, it's uh one of the last two one of the last two oh you're right you're right that that five and a half year bachelor degree is really paying off (laughs) here's here's what i really like about this this song i'm just gonna play it because i'm too stupid it's just like quiet quiet song just like picking guitar stuff like that and then it starts to build. Just kidding. We're not going to get louder. Yeah. (laughs) Building to mid-tempo. But then... (laughs) 
Yeah, they're very much a rock band that is, unlike Getty Lee, never in a rush. <laughs> never. Never in a rush. Never in a hurry. It threw me off the first time, and I really liked it. Actually, I think the first time I was kind of just like listening and not paying that much attention. And then when that heavy part hits, I was like, oh, oh, shit, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> that, how do you feel? So when, by the heavy part, I, you mean like after the build and then like after the, the build and it, it, it goes to that little slower part or whatever. And then it they click that distortion pedal on. Yes. The part that always kind of like caught me off guard was the start of the build when like the lead guitar comes in so much louder than everything yes. else. Yes. <laughs> it's like was he just like so much closer to the mic? Like <laughs> what like it is the way it's mixed is is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I don't know like I like the part. Though mm-hmm. it did take me a couple of listens to kind of really like the guitar part. Like at first I was like Oh, this is pretty simple. Like, cause he just kind of holds that note at the end of the phrase and then like gives it a little bend. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely came around to it. But it's just so much loud. It sounds like it was cut and pasted from like a different song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What What was the timestamp for that? Uh, that was one fifty three through like two thirty or so. Okay. Will you go to like one oh four again? See if this is the song I was thinking of. Yeah. The That is absolutely building's breeding. <laughs> that that bass part, right? Oh, that's a, maybe that's not bass actually. I don't know, but that is that's very much a Chris Larson guitar part. Yeah, I really love the guitar on the intro of this song too. Just kind of like picking through mm-hmm. whatever, and yeah, that uh, I think it is a the second guitar. Yeah, um, but yeah, that is absolutely Building's Breeding. It's do funny, do like do that's do the do second do time do. you've you've uh, brought that up in a playlist, and it it just didn't didn't cross my mind. I am just a better and bigger Buildings Breeding fan, despite um, you being very good friends with Chris. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm not a better friend to Chris, which is interesting. Does he know the mistake he's making? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. But yeah, the the, the intro guitar on on this song is just so like pretty. And nice. Okay, let's listen to the drums switch to halftime. Does that sound sound like a good idea? Approved. <laughs> cool. You may proceed.
What is he saying there? It's not something? It's not about that, I think. Okay. Um, I I watched a couple of lyrics videos on YouTube, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I I got every single line wrong of most of these <laughs> really? songs. Well, because he... <laughs> look, it... I love the the vocals. I'm not like you and think mm-hmm. that someone else should sing for this band. I love the vocals, oh, and part sad. of the reason, part of the reason I like it is how like melodic and and droney it is, and and I mm-hmm. clearly mean that in a positive way. And and you know, like I don't need to know the lyrics, but it's just like. He's not the biggest enunciator, I would say. <laughs> yeah, he's right? not. He's not. But by design, um, mm-hmm. which is good. Like, yeah, keep, keep that shit to yourself, man. <laughs> keep all that meaning to yourself. I don't need it. Yeah. Did you watch any any videos, any live stuff? I did. I watched the stuff you sent me. You sent me the, the link to one of the songs on Audio Tree that was gauze. That was gauze. Yeah. And then, yeah, the two music videos, which were cool, like, moody i thought the music videos i mean they were very clearly like yeah this is a i don't know if you'd say up and coming at this point because they've been you know putting out albums yeah. for almost Around a decade mm-hmm. but uh you know a, a band that's on a not a major label doesn't have a ton of money for videos and it's like well mm-hmm. let's let's get some out of focus shot of some flowers and let's yep let's yep. slowly pull focus to the flower and Oh, hey, 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 we can see the moon between the trees now. Let's point the camera up there for a second. <laughs> and we'll just kind of splice this all together. And it's like, yeah, that yeah. fucking works. Um, hey, did sit you on, watch... Sit on the bed. Sit on that bed over there and look sad. So good at looking sad. Yeah. Um, did you watch the live video of them at the airport? Or what was... No. Did I not send that to you? I don't think you did. It's like the like... I'm trying to think how I can... The whole vi- the whole show is like from this like angle. Whoa, weird. <laughs> um, it's like the super small venue that I guess we're made to believe is near some airport. Uh-huh, like, fuck, uh-huh. I must have forgot to send that to you. Maybe I found it after the stuff I had already sent you. Hmm. But um, yeah, no, no, no. I did send it to you. It was where did you? Yes, because it was the one where Maybe I didn't it, click on all th- all of the links. It's um. I'm a bad, it like, I'm a bad, it's, a bad friend. It shows like a still photo of like a plane taking off or landing for like the first minute and a half and they start playing and you can hear them start playing behind that and then that goes away and you actually see them. You motherfucker. It was the one where he has the mic problem and they it was the switch. first one. Oh, oh yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't. Uh... I'm sorry. Are you? I am sorry. At Nairport. Dig the drumming, tight and assertive. That's one of the comments. Yeah. Great. That you made. <laughs> yeah, you found my burner YouTube account. <laughs> okay, I want to see their faces. Come on. It's like maybe a minute and a half or something when... Sick of this you can s- airplane. Have you ever noticed that there's something about airplanes? Ooh. Come on. Oh, there they are. God, that Rickenbacker. Yeah, right? Give me Dumb. one of those. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. They always look plastic to me, though. Like, I know they're really nice guitars. Uh-huh. They just, to me, they look plasticky. Huh. But I feel the same way about strats. Like, even really nice strats look cheap to me. Yeah, I'm not a fan. No, not at all. Telly, though. Telly, Mm -hmm. ooh. Yeah. For whatever reason, you take take that pick pick guard and (laughs) cut about a third of it off, I'm in. Yep, yep. (laughs) Take one of those cutaways away. Maybe instead of buying a desktop, I just buy a Telly that I won't play. Yeah, it's a good idea. I need a move, man. I need to get a. I just want to play loud, obnoxious, bad guitar, and uh, I can't do that here. Well, you could. I'm I'm a coward. <laughs> a coward. I, I really am. I am too. But you have a garage, though, right? Yeah, but I still feel weird every time I like turn on an amp. Yeah. I still feel like, oh, I'm being too loud. Somebody's going to come banging on the garage. Oh, and you have new neighbors. Mm-hmm. So are, well, what's the neighbor situation like over there? I don't know. They're all old. So maybe they won't even be able to hear you. Maybe. maybe. But if they do, they will call the cops. <laughs> so it's, it's tough. It could go either way. Are we done mm. with pressure? Uh, pressure. What did I say here? Uh, cool on the drum switch at halftime. Yeah, we're done. We're done. Sick. Yeah. Unless you want to brush back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to try to think of something with your hair. Like, like, what are your options for your new haircut? Like, I guess you can go like, like spiky or combed over or like some sort of like brush back. Mm. But I don't know. It's, it's also pretty forced. <laughs> At least it makes sense. I don't know. Brush back. We are now to 2020s down through, which is... Down um, through the river. <laughs> what is it? Uh, <laughs> down Easter through Lexa? Is that... What's, what's the Billy Joel song? <sighs> I don't know. Billy Joel. It's, a, it's one of those things I've never like... Yeah. So he has a song about a fucking boat called Down Easter Alexa. So Down oh. Easter through Alexa. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, you know. Let's hear, uh, let's hear him sing in a way that I like. That part for sure, like always sticks out. He, I, it yeah. just hit me there. 
I think he is singing how the guy from Jealous Sound wants to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. And there was there was someone in this playlist. There was someone from the '90s that I feel he's singing like, but not a band that sounds like this. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, a just a some '90s probably alt rock band. Because every once in a while, like in that part you just played, he sings a little pretty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, instead of just like super yeah. groany shoegazy. But it never quite clicked for me who it is. Now, there's a 90s band reference I'm going to make on our next song that I know exactly Ooh. who it is. But uh, okay. we will wait. Chili Peppers. Nice. Yes. <laughs> How great would that be if he does Anthony Kiedis style you know, yeah, yeah, frat yeah. rap over this music. <laughs> oh my God. Corey, get on it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go to a, I feel like nervous about playing timestamps now. Cause we gotta, we gotta get a dialogue going, man. We gotta get a, a back no, and we're forth. done. We're, we're done talking a back and forth. Who are you being? <laughs> you're oh, you're not being your your buddy who you sent me an update on really late last night. Uh, Matt, Matt, <laughs> Told you I couldn't sleep. Yeah, hey, what happened, guy? Are you doing all right? I don't know. The last couple nights, Amanda and I both haven't been able to sleep. Sexual tension. <laughs> I think so. Love that start-stop, that mm-hmm, little pause, mm-hmm. straight yeah. out of the Third Eye Blind songbook. <laughs> Third Eye Blind playbook. <laughs> what, what did he say about that? Like, he said something in that that crazy video we watched. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't or it's remember. A, it's about like he basically said the jazz thing of it's uh, it's the chords yeah. you don't play. It's the notes you're not playing, man. No, what is it? How does that sound? <laughs> Is it is it that? No. Nope. See? Couldn't couldn't do, quite do, master do, Tom Petty do, do, or Stephen Jenkins guitar. Do. Something like that. I want something else. Give you can me sing better this. than he can. Give us all kind of life. Baby, baby, you lost it. I know. <laughs> try, try to hit the uh, the high note uh, when he says goodbye. Goodbye. Legitimately better than the radio version of that song. <laughs> that was played a bazillion times. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, the whenever they click on the distortion pedal, it always like I don't know gives me the good feels. And then those guitar cuts, little cutouts there. Yeah, with the nice. flam on the drums. Mm-hmm, hmm Just to, like, really punctuate it. They, I will say, here, so again, I like this band, mm-hmm. clearly. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, guys, if you leaned a little heavier now and then, I'd appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I would, too. Because they don't do it often, but when they are... 
for me, they almost mm-hmm. don't do it enough. Sure. Not that I don't sure. like the... It's not even lighter stuff, but just... I don't know. It's all kind of in this, like, mid-tempo, like, slog of a shoegaze song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I enjoy. Yep. But, like, yeah, I feel like some songs, if they had just a little more bite to them... Sure. It, they would have, like, maybe more of those, like, kind of, like, soft, loud dynamics, you know, mm-hmm. they, or their songs would have higher peaks or whatever. Now, granted, that's what I want. That's not what they're going for, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, anyway, that's it. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry I gave them to you, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Another part, I I really like his singing a lot more on these last two uh, songs on Down Through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny. You can kind of hear them evolving or getting a little more mature, a little more comfortable together through the the different albums that you gave me, songs off of different albums you gave me. But here, uh, this next part, he sings a little higher in his register, and it's really nice because most of the time he's doing that kind of whispery, breathy kind of singing. But then when he gets a little higher in his, in his range, it, it's nice and it stands out. And you're alive. You should do that more. I like the, I just like the blend of it. Well, I would say he does like, he does that more on, on down through. And, and he mentions Mm -hmm. that on that podcast of how, you know, they're, they're evolving, they're progressing as, as a band and and with their sounds and everything. Mm And he feels like he's getting further away from the shoegaze label. Yeah. 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 I really like that. Especially when most of the song is that kind of mumbly breathy kind of singing. And then, it opens up a little bit there. So this that album down through, um, which the the final song on the playlist is also from. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I I haven't heard anything of theirs that I do not like. There's just like yeah. different yeah. you know different levels of uh, adoration. So brushback is the album opener. The next and final song we'll listen to is the third track. Let's see the seventh track, Casino. Is really good. Um, is it a big like, casino or just casino? Oh, it's um, it's a song based off the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, the big C. Is that a movie? No, it's not a movie. God damn it! <laughs> um, but uh, it, it it's a good album, and I didn't. I maybe should have given you. They have a couple like softer acoustic songs. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, in general, if I go, ooh, there's this song I like with uh, loud, fuzzy guitars with cool tone. Am I going to mm-hmm. sacrifice one of those for an acoustic song? I can play you acoustic guitar. You don't want that. <laughs> you literally don't even have to ask me to. <laughs> I just keep doing it. Uh, yeah, I mean. For me, most of the time, I'm going to like the the big fuzz a little better than the acoustic. Yeah, and 
if you read reviews for these albums too, even like a lot of the reviewers are like, you know, they do change it up and that's fine. But mm-hmm. no, I, I wouldn't say the songs are skippable, but it's just like maybe not what you go to Gleamer for. Sure. You ready for the final track? Like, are we actually going to go to the final track now? Or is just is this just one of those things where like you keep sort of like hinting at something or teasing me about it and we never actually end up like getting anywhere this is if this is just another one of your like numerous i'm gonna be very upset if this is just one of your numerous leadings on I fucked up the grammar to get there, I realized, because okay. my initial okay. sentence was going to have to have words after the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really tough to figure out, like, how am I going to introduce a Surgeon's General? Like, <laughs> it's just a, a weird, a weird phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let me go ahead and take the beginning of this song, if you okay. wouldn't mind. Take it. You, you take that Pedro the Lion energy and go with it. Incorrect. (laughs) That's the fucking cranberries, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't get bigger right there like the cranberries would have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the first six seconds of that song. I just think of uh, the cranberries, which is a great thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cranberries are good. Absolutely. It also has Pedro Lion energy. And disagree with me all you want. Oh, I don't. I, I don't disagree. I just. I don't know. I've only listened to that album Control once in the car, and I was also doing a crossword mm-hmm. on my phone and mm-hmm. driving. Um, <laughs> so maybe like not all of my focus was being given to, um, David. Yeah. Or the road. Buzz on, uh, or the road. Yeah. <laughs> is this your favorite song, Danny? This is it. Wow. This is the one. And I t- think it's because it does the most stuff. Okay. Yeah. And, and speak to that. Oh, oh, you. We're not we're not done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to five seconds or less. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, okay. One first time so beginning of the song makes me think of Pedro Lion. Love it. Absolutely love it. And then 138. I like that little break with everything except the guitar strumming at the beginning of the the second verse. I think it was an interesting choice and a nice choice. And then when the song kind of like opens up. Our 
this the song kind of takes a turn there and and starts to feel like more positive or more hopeful or something like that um when that when it kind of opens up there and then you know it does that for a little bit and then they kick on that distortion and it gets heavier and it's kind of the most like rocking part of this playlist yeah probably yeah and yeah i think that's this one just kind of does the most things and i think that's what i like about it the, the most i also feel like compared to the other songs in regards to like the things it does mm-hmm. it is the most and then the other songs like where maybe they lack some of the rock mm-hmm. this one has it and more of it <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just imo <laughs> Good. That's good stuff. <laughs> I, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. God, it'd be so easy to go right back into that. Bit. <laughs> um, but no, in all ser- seriousness, like that that part you were playing, he he is back to like singing a little bit more naturally, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he does this thing at the end. I, I believe that was the chorus you were playing, right? I think Where. So. He like kind of sings the first four lines or whatever pretty much the same way. But then at the end, the very last line, he like throws on this different vocal melody. Mm-hmm. And it's super simple, but it's it's very hooky. Mm-hmm. I think it's when he says, but leaving out how. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything that's like, whoa, but it's just like, ooh, it just grabs you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and he does that a few times where it, it's almost like a. Uh, there's a few parts on this this playlist that remind me a little bit of like Built to Spill in some ways, mm. and then maybe vocally even just like a little Ben Gibbardish where it's just like mm-hmm. he's gonna just say something in kind of a weird way that <laughs> that sticks with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oddly, like I did like this song the most, but I have the least to say about it, which is weird. I guess I'll get to my final thoughts though. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, we have your final thoughts on today's band. He says some stuff, and I say, and. <laughs> it's really hard. To come up with words Look out my window I see birds I'm done this is We're pretty so good, bad. we're pretty this good Terrible I'm gonna put that out Don't Make a band camp Ugh. <laughs> um, Okay Had I found this band on my own And heard You know, whatever song I don't think I would have continued to listen to them. I could see myself putting this on and being like, well, that's pretty good. And then just forgetting about it. But spending time and actually getting to know these songs, it really made me start to appreciate it more and more and more every time I listen to it to where I think I will continue to listen and like explore the other albums. I do want to go listen to his early stuff because he did kind of talk about how he really didn't like that stuff anymore. Yeah, the the, the 2013 yeah, yeah, um, yeah. thing. Yeah, which which I didn't know, even know about cuz it's mm-hmm. not on Spotify. Yeah, it's only on Bandcamp. 
Um, so I want to check that stuff out and just see, you know, what that stuff sounds like. And I was looking at his website today because uh, I'm curious on the stuff he's he's been producing and recording and stuff to see, you know, what he's been doing in in that aspect of his career. He um, so if, I saw that also on his Instagram where he would like post the either the cover of the single or of mm-hmm, the albums mm-hmm. that he's been producing. Um, one of them something blue shimmer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though there two of the bands he mentioned on the on the interview on the, with yeah. uh, with Ray 100 words um are from LA so <laughs> dismiss. <laughs> and I think the another was another one maybe from Colorado? I think so, yeah. So, I'll listen to that band. Um, something like that. But anyway, um Seconds of summer. Let's give him some seconds of summer. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. And you got to give me another band. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do three point three point four three four. Three point four three four. Yes. Thirty four thirty four. Mm-hmm. Somehow the shoegaziest of all numbers. It's true. It's true. What's next for me, Dante? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I have it. Oh. Hmm. Ooh, I forgot about that band. That band fucking mm. rocks. Oh, that's just the whole album. I thought I made a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? There it is. Three songs all already. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. So it's between... Obsequi- oh, you gave that to me. Um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so here we go. I'm going to I'm going to flip my hat. Okay. This if it goes face up, mm-hmm. moose up, moose up. You're getting the Canadian band. That works Ooh. out well. Ooh, yes. If it goes moose down, mhm. Moose Down, which is a very comfortable jacket. <laughs> you are getting the Desert Band. Oh, I think I know what the Desert Band is. You might. All right, yeah. here we go. And you won't be able to... Well, let's see. I'll, I want to be fair, so if you can... Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> oh! Well, it's <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> I I got to go see what happened. Because it flew to the other side of the bed. Ugh. Okay. I'll just yell the results. <laughs> it's on its fucking side. <laughs> okay. Can you see? Yes, yes. Canada, Canada. Black metal, shoegaze, instrumental, ethereal, something or other band. Unrequited. Oh! (laughs) I just listened to them for the first time like two days ago. Why? Because I was like, oh, this looks interesting. How much did you listen to? Like, uh, I 
put it on on my phone and set my phone down and probably listen to a song and a half uh, off of the newest album. Um, Andrew, how did you come across them? It was on Facebook. It was like an ad from the label that they're on. Do you follow the label? Uh, I do. Okay. Okay. What song did you listen to? I don't remember. So this is what I listened to. Mm-hmm. And I think I listened to the second song. Everwinter. And I may <sighs> have... God I mean, you can obviously give them to me. I barely remember what they sounded like. I remember a lot that, of, oh. That's what you were doing while you were listening? Yeah. yeah. Everwinter's literally on the playlist. <laughs> Fucking give it to me. Give it to me. I, I spent a, a half hour listening to this band. So you listened to a song? <laughs> I listened to a song. Um. All right. Well, weird. Weird timing. It is. I guess I should have given you them instead of, what did we do today? Gleamer. Gleamer. It's okay. I'm excited though, because when I listen to it, uh, I'll save that for next time. I'm excited. Okay. There's some serious like. That, that is some real screaming. Um, uh, hey, uh, Lassa. It's Gleamer, not Screamer. Ooh. Bye. Bye-bye. Do we have any idea what number episode this is? This is based on the number of traditional episodes. It is 34. 34, not including whatever bonuses. Yes. Put out. Okay. Not including Jimmy July, not including any bonus episodes. Oh, okay. So it's, it's wrong. The number's wrong. Just, just count all the episodes. We've put out X amount of episodes. That is what it should be. It's so stupid. <laughs> what is the point of that? Like, who's going to be referencing it and be like, oh, yeah, hey, you got to go back and listen to like their 21st episode or whatever. And then it's like, it doesn't make any sense. That's the way it is, man. I, you, I, don't, I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I was going to say you're washing your hands of like, you're walking in this messy room being like, who could have done this?